It's Tuesday, August 22nd, and this is Two Guys, Three Trends, the show where we hit you with some of the top trending topics on Google Trends. This is all presented by Avenue 4 Communications, a creative technology and digital marketing company in Winnipeg and Montreal. Today on the show, we hit you with some Google, some AT&T tablets, and we hit your hot takes on the new Taylor Swift teaser. Let's get trending. It's Tuesday. I'm Kieran. And I'm Mac. And we're going to jump right into it. It's Tuesday, so let's hit another T. Taylor Swift. Oh, I thought you were going to say trends. Oh, it's trends. Triple T. Triple T. Taylor Swift, trends, trends Twitter. Tuesday. Quadra T? You're out, of, you're, out, you're out of control. I'm out of control. What? Hit me with it. Taylor Swift. So, I guess she went quiet on social media for a little while. Yeah, she was. And then she was real under the radar. She also deleted her profile picture. And literally, all, did you notice that yesterday? No profile picture. No, all she put up was just a video. That's her only tweet, and she follows nobody. And it's the video of a snake? We think it's a snake. Looks Is like it for a sure a snake? I think it's a snake. What if it's a garden hose? <laughs> <laughs> then we're all going to feel pretty silly, aren't we? Yeah, her next album will be called Gardening. Yeah. And it's going to be just tunes that you can listen to while I you feel- watch grass grow. I feel like this is such a smart way of going about it. Like, they've almost organically, yeah, they, well, mm, pretty organically produced a sense of virality. Yes, and just... They engineered it, which is so And drama. Yeah. The drama of this is pretty intense. Like, her fans were going crazy, and even someone who just, like, moderately appreciates uh, some of her music. Yeah, I love Shake It Off. Yeah, Shake It Off. Uh, Trouble. Is yeah. that what? It, yeah. I knew you were Trouble when you walked in. I anyway, like that one. Uh, th- this the snake thing. Some I I so I met a spun through a couple of the the theories already. Yeah. So her last album was 1989. Yeah. Which is the year of her birth. Yeah. Uh, I am the same age as Taylor Swift. Hmm. There, there's nothing else to go on but that. <laughs> but uh, we were born in the year of the snake, as well. So this could be... I've got a better... I've got... I've this got, could be some sort of an illusion, some sort of... I've got a couple for you. Okay, what's your... What are your um, takes? i got to shout out Ace Burpee from Hot 103 in Here Winnipeg. in Winnipeg? Yeah. Um, because I was listening to a couple theories on my way into work this morning. He was all over this. Okay. So number one is that it has relation to do with uh, when she... Okay, so you know when she had that huge feud with Kim Kardashian? Yes. So apparently all Kim Kardashian's fans were going and posting snake emojis on her photos. Okay. And also Kim Kardashian called her a snake. That's rude. Yep. But here's another one. It has something to do with Adam and Eve. Okay. The fruit of creation. Whoa, this is... And the snake in the garden. Are we going... And the snake is Calvin Harris. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I was just thinking we were going to get some sort of high concept the snake, album. The snake that tempted her away from the fruit of creation, meaning her music. Wow. And he was the temptation. That's really intense. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I think that's probably what it is. Man, if that is what it is. Some people are also just saying that the snake in the grass is referencing the Super Bowl. That's really, that one's a stretch. Yeah. Because there's no Super Bowl act yet, but I'm not on there's, board with that one. Also, there's no teams that have anything to do with the snakes no, at all. Not so. even a little bit. I'm snakes. on board with the Adam and Eve. Uh, 
Adam and Eve one. That one is intense. People well, think she might just drop an album. Oh, man. Like Beyonce did with Lemonade. That would be worth it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll wait and see. Wait with bated breath, trembling with anticipation. Yep. Thanks, T-Swift, for the drama and... Thanks, Ace Murphy, for the, uh, for, the, for the suggestions. Yeah. All right, second trend for today, Tuesday. Google is rolling out more uh, subscription levels and uh, options for publishers for their AMP platform. So that's when you uh, click on a link and it does that super fast load in your phone and you see that little lightning bolt. Um, basically what they're doing is making it uh, possible for more uh, publishers to and more people who are searching for what publishers post to get that information right away. So say you go to a website like Business Insider, which drives me absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, every time I go there, if I've got an ad blocker, they don't let me read it. Or if their article is behind a paywall, yep. I can't read it. Uh, it's frustrating when I come from a search result straight to that page and I can't find out what they're trying to talk about. Google should just block paywalls. Well, what they're doing is they're making it so that if it loads through AMP, so they say, hey, get on our AMP publishing platform. If your yeah. first page loads, uh, no matter what your paywall is, we'll make sure that the customer can see it and read it. And then mm. the next thing that they see, then it'll show up with your paywall. Smart. And they're putting together all sorts of options for this to help them make money for losing that first page click. They're basically saying, hey, you were going to lose them already. Yeah. They weren't going to convert. Let's get them to actually read your content. You know what frustrates me about this whole concept? I'm on board with Google's thought process behind it. I think it's a good way to solve the issue, uh, and it's a great way to... Um, pull publishers bring, onto it, their platform. Well, not only pull publishers onto their platform, but bring value, value add to the consumer. Like this is, they're, they're thinking about everyone here. Yeah. Um, but there's a little snippet on this article um, that I'm reading here in front of me about it. And it's, the quote is, it's clear that news publishers, it's clear from news publishers that they can't live on advertising alone, end quote. I don't completely agree with this. Let me tell you why. Tell me why. Um, do I think an organization can run on programmatic banner ads uh, and videos? Absolutely not. Do I think that if you were more strategic about content sponsorships and bringing more um, thought out um, and engineered content for a specific brand or more, more like an influencer type deal, uh, I think you could generate a lot more revenue. If I, was, um, if I had a website, kites.com, Okay. Uh, let's say, for example, sake. You I love kites. I'm sure. Sure. I you love, love the winds. Yeah, I would way rather. I'd rather way rather find three or four flight company kite companies, and do a full review on their kites, and have kite pros come in and do it, and do a full write up, and put some real production uh, value into that, uh, and then share that and push that content. Yeah. Then do do that five times over rather than have a hundred little companies putting up programmatic banner ads where I barely break even. But what happens when you're a publisher that is that hits so many more verticals, but you have a lot of you don't have the manpower to create that kind of long form content for those verticals? Like if you're transitioning, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Well, your value as a publisher is always the attention of your readers. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out how dense that attention is. Um, what the recall is on that. Is it something that's, you know, like certain places I read online are a lot more potent, uh, poignant, poignant, poignant. Well, poignant? it depends. Is what they're saying potent or is it poignant when you remember it? It's poignant. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Took me a minute to get there. 
um, than than other places that may read it, right? Like th- th- things I read on TechCrunch, I digest I digest a lot more, and I remember them because they're relevant to my job, they're relevant to my life. Yeah. Whereas uh, if I read something about my local news and my sports team or something, they maybe had the same. Uh, Roughly the same span of attention for me. Yeah. But I definitely am not going to recall it. Like, you don't recall where you read it. You just recall the thing that you read. Whereas, like, you remember that you read it on TechCrunch versus you don't remember where you've got the box score for, like, the last football game. Yeah, all I'm saying is, like, if we were to think it strictly as attention and compare it to something like, let's say I'm an influencer, right? And I fly around the world and I have built a great personal brand and all I do is post photos at certain resorts. I would way rather post 10 photos or 10 30-second videos a month of me experiencing and loving and enjoying a resort yeah. than 100 photos of me in spots all over the world with bad advertisements. I'm going to maintain the attention of the consumer longer, and it's going to be more valuable content. That makes sense. Well, And you just charge more for that. You have to figure out how valuable is this to the business. The subscription business model, the charging people $8, $9 a month, not the way you're not as valuable as consumers Netflix. <laughs> sorry that's what i'm ending there that's my that's i'm done our third trend for today at&t has announced the launch of a new android tablet they're calling it the at&t prime time mm-hmm. new android tablet designed for entertainment with a 10-inch display for full hd resolution of 1920 by 1080 powered by qualcomm snapdragon 625 2 gigs of RAM, 32 gigs of storage, micro SD. So why are they doing this? Why is AT&T doing this? Do they... Who needs a 10-inch entertainment tablet? I already have... If I have AT&T or, like, DirecTV... Yeah. Like, what am I... We don't need more hardware. The last thing we need is more cheap tablets. We have enough cheap tablets. Yeah. Like, nothing against AT&T. I could be... I'm sure I'm missing something... But this makes no no sense to me. I would rather onboard because here's what I don't get. Okay, so it's uh, you know two gigabytes of RAM, uh, full HD, mm, thirty two gigabytes of storage. So there's probably some like not significant costs, but this isn't going to be cheap for them to to build, right? Yeah, and also why are they? Their margin would be in the service, not in the. Yeah, hardware. It looks like they're they're trying to get people on a on a contract, so they want uh, you, you can get this on an AT and T Prime Time contract for ten dollars a month or twenty months uh, installment plan, twenty nine ninety nine with a two year contract. Uh, this is their statement: the AT and T exclusive tablet is loaded with entertainment and productivity features like TV mode, which offers access to your favorite video apps like Directv in one quick touch or swipe. Uh, again. You can watch direct TV on your phone. Like yeah. the, the app already has it. My phone's already too big. Like my phone is like yeah. you know six inches. Uh, Ten inches isn't much bigger. If I'm gonna watch direct TV, I'm just gonna switch from my phone to my TV. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I need a tablet? The, That's the tablet the market. I don't understand. The tablet market is shrinking. Like even Apple is having trouble, like selling more. Uh, iPads than they have in the past. You know, like they're they're not growing their amount that they sell. Like their market share is not getting bigger. Yeah, it's getting smaller. It's getting smaller. Uh, cheap Android tablets, like no one's really going for them. It's like you have like you can watch on your laptop. Like I, yeah, you can already like, get your TV 
on your laptop, you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your TV. Like, do I need a separate device just for watching, like, DirecTV on the toilet? Like, just mm-hmm. a bathroom tablet? Which is gross, by the way. Don't leave your tablet in the bathroom. No. Uh, I could really use a bus tablet. Like, that's bigger than your six... Like, you have... The, I have an iPhone 7 Plus. You yeah. have an iPhone 7 Plus. It's gigantic. Yeah, I, uh... You know what my biggest issue right now is in life? I'd, I'd love to tell our listeners about it. Please. Because, uh, you know, I feel like some of them listen daily. So I'm going to a wedding in Banff. Banff, Alberta. Yeah. This Saturday. It's my second cousin. She's getting married. It's far from here. It's far from here. That's fine. I'm going to drive to Regina, and then I'm going to get in a car with my brother, and we're going to drive to Banff. Not looking forward to it. <laughs> That's all fine and dandy. The wedding is on Saturday evening up in the mountains in Banff. You know what is also on Saturday evening, Kieran? What? The Floyd Mayweather fight. Man. What am I supposed to do with that? Maybe they'll watch it at the wedding. No. Pay-per-view to the head table. I'm the only UFC fan. So if there was a way that they could get the fight on the tablet and I could hide it under the, the, the stands during the wedding, then I would pay for it. There's a value add there for me. That's a stretch of a value add to make you buy that damn tablet. I really don't want to miss this fight. <laughs> and you can't stream it online in Canada. Oh my gosh. You need a VPN. That's the worst. Well, you have to get one. Virtual private network for those of the listeners who don't. Ah, that's rough. Yep. Well, uh, AT&T, we do also don't have direct TV in Canada. So nope. we're gonna, screwed anyway. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to problem solve. Maybe I fake sick, I don't even go to the wedding, and I watch UFC in my hotel room by myself. I'm sure that'll... And then I go tell for the your fun family part, the dancing. The hey, dancing. the dancing is the best part. You'll watch one dance of fists and fury, and another dance of fun, and something else that starts with F. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This was all brought to you by... Avenue 4 Communications, digital marketing and creative technology firm here in Winnipeg and out there in Montreal. We really appreciate you guys listening. You can follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. And, of course, stay safe, have fun, hit us with your call-ins, especially if you love Taylor Swift. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.